Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and I have an, a uh, cast member from the indie film Samhain on the phone. He played Benji Turner. His name is Tyler Ebert. Hello Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Scotty. How about yourself? I am doing great. Um, I, you are the last, I believe, interview I have of the sound crew. I had a couple scheduled this week, and only a few of them panned out the way I would like. Uh, some of them were got to get postponed, but uh, hopefully we'll get a, get them on in the future. But uh, So I got a couple questions for you. Uh, the first one I have is, uh, what made you want to audition for the role of Benji Turner? Um, actually, I actually did not want to originally audition for Benji. Um, Benji was not my original audition. I believe my original audition was for Will? Cameron. Was it, it was either Will or Cameron. I think it was Will. It might have been Will, actually, yeah. Yeah, so, so I started with, uh, I started the audition with Will. Um, that one, that one went okay. It, it wasn't the best. Um, and then Scotty walks up to me and he goes, hey, would you want to try two other characters here that we have? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's, let's give it a shot. So he hands me the, the script for Cameron next. Um, I did that one. Again, it wasn't perfect, but it was also, it wasn't bad, you know? All right. Um, then I get the script for Benji. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was reading this, and it was in, it was in intervals between my three auditions um i got i got a little bit ahead and i read up and i was like oh dude this is this is me (laughs) i'm seriously playing myself in this one all right let's go yeah so so i i did that um and that audition went amazing you know Mm -hmm. everybody loved it everybody who saw it loved it you know but at first, I was actually kind of hesitant at first, you know. I was like, right. yeah, like, everyone loved it. But, like, like it was just that fear in the back of my mind of, like, what if I just mm-hmm. didn't make the cut, you know? <laughs> like, that would have that sucked. Yeah. But, um, so we went home that day, and I was, I was eagerly waiting a phone call, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down. In my room playing Forza Horizon, I think it was. Right. I was playing at the time. I get the phone call from Scott, and he says, Hey, uh, I know you auditioned for us. We actually really liked your role for Benji, and would you want to play with us? And uh, that sounded weird. Would you? would you want to come and play this character for us? And I was excited. I was so ecstatic. I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. That's awesome. And I didn't know this at first, but Scotty actually called my mother before me and said, hey, uh, we actually want him to play as Benji. And... So then he calls me. I run downstairs to tell mom that I got the part, right? <laughs> she looks at me and she says, Congratulations, Benji. 
And it's funny because I called your mom first because uh, I I was first I was actually calling her on behalf of your two little sisters who auditioned for the uh, Trick or Treat Kids that had the dialogue in the movie, and uh, let, right. yep, right. yep. And then your mom asked, hey, "Can I ask about Tyler?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess, but just don't tell him he's, he's got Benji." She's like, "Oh, he's gonna be so happy." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That, that was actually a really really good. Yes, that's awesome. So can you describe your character of Benji and what makes the character unique to the film? Um, my character is this sort of uh, sarcastic jokester, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the, the type of character that thinks he's too hip, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but uh, the reason why I think I, uh, it, it's a unique character to the film is because it's it's like that one friend that everybody has in their group. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, like every group of friend has that sarcastic, that, that sarcastic joking asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like it was a really good way to connect with pretty much everybody. Right. You know? Yeah. Like like everybody sees this character and they automatically think, "Hey, that, that reminds me of somebody I know." You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, and like you do some like really like dickheaded. Okay. So I do some messed up crap in this film. <laughs> like, so the movie hasn't obviously been released to the public, but we did have our movie premiere. So any death threats yet? <laughs> no, no. Instead, I'm getting the exact opposite. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, like, like somebody even like, ah, oh, dude, well, how, how did it go? Um, so. I'm I'm going home uh, with a family friend of mine, right? Okay. From the theater, at the premiere, right? Yeah. They're talking about uh, they're talking to me about what their thoughts on the film, and they're they're talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. And this one guy's like, "Oh, what are you talking about? You get to go home with the star." <laughs> you know, I didn't hear it at first, and then my friend told me about it, and I was just like, "Wow, nice. wait, what?" <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this guy thinks I'm the star of the film? Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. And it's funny because when I was writing the film for the web, for it when it was a web series and even up to before we even casted you, um, the main nerds were really Jason and uh, Jordan. They were the big wigs of the nerds, and Benji and Paul were just kind of background. But yeah. as we started filming... And everything, Benji became the sidekick, so to speak, of of the nerds with Jordan and Jason and Paul. Like, it's not that they're background; they still got equal say and everything, but they're just not as as uh, I guess known or noticed by the uh, by everybody else. Like, they're not the two main of the nerds. Yeah, which is which they all have equal say, but as you can tell, there's more dialogue between Benji because he has more of a personality. Than other the other characters like Jordan has that like I'm I want to be a leader I want I'm a cliche nerd want to be a leader want to act all cool and then there's Benji who's that sarcastic asshole then but then we have like Jason like he doesn't he might not have as much dialogue yes some quite a bit but he he's more of the tough guy like he was the big wig when it came to the fight scenes coming with Relic oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. that that's where Yags came into play because he was so he's so tall and so bulky that he fit that role and then Shane obviously was the tech nerd yeah, and like like the wrecking ball of the group. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ready to pick up a fight. Exactly. 
So there was a big, a pretty big fight scene in the film where all four nerds um, end up taking on Relic one at a time. And the first one up to bat was Benji. Can you tell everyone how that fight scene went and how it was choreographed? Oh, man. Okay, so I, uh, I asked what scene we were doing next, and uh, Gabby, the director, said, we're doing a fight scene next. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> and so they were like, all right, so we need to beat Relic up somehow. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, so what would, what would my first thing be here? Okay, I wouldn't like like directly throw a punch at him, you know? Because right. like, he'd be expecting that. And so I was like, okay, so I'll charge him and I'll kick him. He, he won't. He won't be expecting that, right? Right. Like, like knock him down, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was the first thing I wanted to do when I first thought about it. It's like, okay, so we're doing that. Mm-hmm. But we needed more to that. We we needed to add more more spice, you know. Right. So Brett and I, we were we were taking a look around to see what we could do, right? Mm-hmm. There was an old tire sling. That was still hung up, right? You know, kids probably put it there like 20-some years ago. I don't know. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, um, and then around there, there was like some, some rotting branches, right? Like mm-hmm. pretty brittle stuff. You know, it'll break if you hit it off your hand. Right. And so, Brett and I, we were, we were clonking our heads together trying to figure out what to do. Right. And so we were like, okay, so I'll knock you down, right? Yeah. We're like, okay. And I'll come back to this tire, okay? Right. And when you get back up, I'll hit you with it. And they're like, okay. Sound, sounds easy enough, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, then we, were, we decided, okay, we'll, we'll hit you with one of these branches. Like, like, if we're gonna if we're gonna make this look real, like I gotta really lay a beating on you. Yes. And I feel like I, I feel like that was actually really, really useful, you know, to mm-hmm. use props that we just found in the woods. Yeah, you know? and it worked out because that branch, like, it wasn't rigged. It wasn't made specifically for the scene. Like when you hear that branch get broken off of off yeah, of Brett, yeah, that is like real. And it broke. <laughs> and, and you know what? I think he actually got bruised. I think his he had, his his whole forearm started getting swollen. Yeah. Yeah. But he he's a stunt man. He 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 wanted to make it as real as possible. He didn't want to do any phony shit with the uh, with the branches. Like he wanted. He said, "This is a real branch. It's thick. We need to make this sucker break." So you hit me as hard as you can. I don't care if I get bruised or what happens. You hit me as hard as you can. You know what I mean? Like he wanted, he wanted that branch to break. Like he wanted that ba- yeah. branch to break. And yeah, you know, I even talked to him about it too. I was like, so, so if I actually hurt you there, I'm sorry. He's like, ah, that's fine. <laughs> yep. But, and um, and you know what? Going back to like the beginning of the question when you said that I was first up to bat, um, that that's one of those things where it's like it kind of connected my character a bit more. Right. Yeah. You know, one unique thing. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm like the jokester scrappy dude. 
Right. Yep. And that, that's like one more thing that just kind of makes my character unique. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And he would stand up for his friends like that. Exactly. And it's funny because, like, uh, like um, you were, I believe when you were cast, you were 17, and, like, halfway into filming, you turned 18. Yes, yes, that is true. Yeah. That is true. So, like, you, you, it's funny because, like, you're, you were so young, but you, you look a lot older. And, yeah. and this role of Benji is meant for, like, a mid-20s, you know, type of character. Like, all, like all of us nerds are in our mid to, mid-20s to late-20s. And you were the youngest one out of all of us, and you looked like you fit in because you were so tall, and you just looked like you were, you know, our age, which it worked perfectly. That's another reason why we liked you as Benji, because you matched the age. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Looking back to it and everything, like with, uh, especially with hair and makeup and stuff like that, yep. like, big, big shout-out yep. to, uh, to uh, Jill and Ash. Yeah. Uh, they're really, really accommodating for the uh, makeup and all mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I, I feel like that also really helped with masking my age. Right, know? exactly. And we would like to bring them back for other film projects and everything, of course. But uh, obviously, because like we spent like hours on hair and makeup because it was just them two and sometimes we needed to get six seven eight people at the you know done in hair and makeup so um with yeah. that so we would like to have them back but we also would like to include other people to uh help them out as well kind of recruit people to help them out maybe they can do the styling and somebody else can do the shaving of the of the facial hair and all that stuff yeah. it'd be yeah. nice to do that Let's see where are we at. So, uh, what was the best part about filming Samhain, and what was the worst? Oh man, best parts. Oh, um, the best parts were every time I was on set. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think I think the best part was um, when we were trying to find like a spray bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Uh, so we were trying to find a spray bottle for the. Uh, uh, the Benji spray. Right. And I was looking around Yag's house. He just moved in. And, you know, I was like, okay, instead of sitting here like sitting ducks, let's, with, with our thumbs up our ass, let's just look around, see what we can find. Right. Because I'm, I'm really big when it comes to that. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, find, I, I, find, I, I managed to find a spray bottle. And it looked like it had water in it or, or bleach. My, my apologies. So, I opened it up. I took, a, uh, I took a sniff at first, and I was like, wait, okay, so it's not bleach. <laughs> so, what is it then? It doesn't smell like bleach. It doesn't smell like soap. It doesn't smell like anything. You know? Right. So, I took a swig. And, uh, I, Abby saw me take the swig. <laughs> she looks at my face. I, I ended up puckering up and stuff like that. <laughs> she, looks, she looks at my face and she goes, it's not water, is it? <laughs> and I go, I, I just shake my head. I go, mm-mm. <laughs> Turns out, what was in the bottle was vinegar. <laughs> Yuck. Distilled white vinegar. Let me guess, you never had vinegar again. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I actually, I actually really like the taste of vinegar. Actually, oh, okay. it's, just, it's just I wasn't expecting it. Right. It, it was oh, one of those moments where right. it's like, 
okay. So what is it? And then something happens that you do not, you would never see coming. Right. Oh my God, that's crazy. What about the worst? The worst times is when we made bets on when Scott was going to hurt himself. Oh God. (laughs) Okay, so we were in St. Clair and uh, we were getting ready to, to film the one scene. And uh, I was jokingly talking to Carl, I think. I think it was Carl. And I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be funny. Or, or no, I was talking to him about um, my stepdad's experiences on the hayride. Right. Um, him and his buddies, they would all place bets. It was like mm-hmm. a, a cabin in the woods sort of thing. Right. Where it's like, how do you think Bill will die? And how quickly could we call 911? Right. And it's like, oh, he'll set himself on fire and he'll be, he'll have like third degree burns <laughs> everywhere by the time the EMTs get here. Right. Like, okay. Uh, oh, I think he's going to end up hanging himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, something like that. And <laughs> I was talking to Carl about it and he's like, yo, we should do the same thing for Scotty. <laughs> Hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I don't. Wa- I, walked around, I walked around with a with a piece of paper and a pencil, and I was like, "All right, so this is what we're doing. We're placing wagers at the time and place that Scott will hurt himself and how he will do it." Go. <laughs> oh my god! Everyone started placing bets at times, <laughs> and how you were going to do it. And you want to know what ninety five percent of the responses were? What? He's gonna trip over himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I what? Ha- oh my god! I had so many injuries. I had I got sliced open by a rusty uh, cemetery fence. I uh, dislocated my shoulder. Um, oh. Yeah, I had a couple. And I twisted my ankle. <laughs> At least I didn't tear anything like Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what? I also want to make this clear. Some of these injuries he's talking about. <laughs> Highly embellishing them, some of them. The sho- the the dislocated shoulder actually was oh, yeah, yeah. that the was the truth one. Yeah, I, I think I was there for that. One. Yeah, I think um, that was I when I was when I took the punch by Brett when uh, right after you and Yags were down for the fight and it was me and then Shane was gonna tackle him. When I took a punch, I landed on the ground and like you know those tree branches that like are thick and they go up in the ground. Like I fell on oh, that yeah. and okay. yeah, okay. So, uh, okay. that was horrible. Yeah, I was there for that then. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I think I think that was one of the worst times. Yeah. So not the Scotty underwear. Oh, oh no, I think that was one of the best scenes ever. That, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, just because of the fourth wall. That's what I was going to say. Everybody laughed at that um, scene in the theater at the premiere because, and spoiler alert for those listening, if you want to, you can scroll by, you know, fast forward by about a minute or two. But, uh, like, the scene, like, it was great because everybody at the premiere laughed because, like, you know, I'm in these underwear. On the underwear have pictures of my face all over them. And then, and then you're like, nobody wants to see good naked, uh, good old Jordy in all his glory, or whatever. Good naked, what was it? Naked Jordy in all his glory. Not even them. And he points at the screen, at the camera, and that's po- indicating that the fans don't want to look at me naked. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. It was perfect. 
And, and I, just, I love how I love how like everybody knew where to come back from that too. Yes. Because it's like it's like I thought it would have been like one of those fucking Pirates of the Caribbean scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I got a star dirt. Right. John Depp improvised that entire bit. Right. And and the reactions of all the other characters seeing that those are their legitimate reactions. Yep. And the thi- that that's the reason why it was their legitimate reactions is because nobody saw the underwear before the scene. I made sure of it because I wanted yeah. a legitimate laugh when they look at what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it was great. Like I think Kyle got me that as a gift for uh, like my birthday or something as a joke or whatever. That's a great gag gift. It is. It really is. It was pretty cool. Uh, let's see, where are we at? So what was the most memorable moment while filming Samhain? Hmm. Huh. That's a good one. Most memorable moment. What about the Wizard of Oz? (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty memorable moment, yeah, but I, like, I want to get more in-depth with that. Sounds Um, good. Uh... You know what? I gotta say, I, I think it was the rap. Oh yes. Filming. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it was like it was like fucking oh god. It, it had to be like eleven thirty. Yeah. Almost twelve o'clock at night. Yep. In the middle of Centralia. Behind the cemetery. Cold as shit. <laughs> <laughs> It was our last day, and everybody got together for the group photo, mm-hmm. and it was actually like a very, a very touching moment, you know? It really was. Yeah. And to f- know that all that hard work that we yep. did. And for anybody that wants to buy the DVD, I'll get into, into details on when you can buy those and where and everything um, later, but... Uh, for anybody that buys the DVD, we have a behind-the-scenes music video, and that picture, I believe, is like the last one in the, in the entire in the video to end like the, the video. It's pretty cool, which is really cool. That was that was a very good memorable moment. It was sad, like we all became family on set, but we never disconnected. Yeah, you know, kind of the same thing happened uh, with my uh, so my stepfather has his hay ride recorded. Yeah. Like, him and his close buddies, they were right. the ones who did that. Right. And they would record it, burn it on a DVD, and give it to everybody who participated, right? Yep. And, like, like the last few minutes of the Hayride mm-hmm. DVD, there's, uh, there's a segment called The Stills. Right. And it's just pictures of all the work that was done yep. to, to make it all happen, you know? Yep. And, and, and getting all the makeup and all the costumes and all that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of like, like what that bonus feature reminded me of. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, how can you describe your uh, the relationship between Benji and Jordan's mother, Regina? Oh, um, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, uh, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the relationship is like one of those things where it's like Benji feels that Regina needs to lighten up. You right. Know? Like you don't don't fucking piss on the parade. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like 
but and, and how does how does he get her to really lighten up? It's just with you know cracking pranks and mm-hmm. jokes and and you know trying to make sure that you know she has a good time. You know? Right. But she's always so mad, mm-hmm. always so mad, and it's just—I feel like it's just like one of those things, you know. Right. Benji's trying to bring some amusement, and Regina's always there to kind of put a kibosh to it. Exactly. <laughs> so at the premiere, it was announced that Samhain is having a sequel, and it's t- going to be officially titled Samhain: A Festival to Die For. You down to return for, to the role of Benji? Awesome. So, I guess since you want to return, uh, what way would you personally like to see Benji go as a character if you had the opportunity to write the character for the sequel? Oh, man. Um, you know what? Here, here's how I could imagine my okay. character. Uh, you know? So, it's the events after uh, the first movie. So, it's about what? Two years or something like that? No, I believe the way I read it, wrote it so far is it, it starts out three months later and then it goes like in the future like eight months after that, like halfway in the movie or something or like a little bit into the movie. So it oh, it goes like okay. three months and then it goes, it, it'll eventually be back to sound the following year. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. But as far as that goes, it's like for my character, it's it's an experience that he doesn't want to forget. Right. He 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 always he will always remember that. Right. For the rest of life. Well, I wouldn't say he wouldn't want to forget it. He kind of probably does, but regardless. <laughs> no one Benji probably does. <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel like Benji matures more. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he he will still, you know, crack some jokes or maybe a few, few little pranks here and there. But, right. um, he's more, he's more alert. Right. He's more in touch. You know. Exactly. So I also announced that the film uh, Killer Party is currently being worked on for our next full feature. And uh, it's going to be outside of the Samhain sequel, of course. So uh, Samhain will be, for the most part, be after Killer Party. Now Carl's going to be directing and he's writing that movie. So um, I'm sure that there will be other films that we're going to produce, but uh, are you going to be auditioning for future roles with, uh, um, like, uh, I guess, with Killer Party and even if you didn't get, say, a role or something, even help out behind the scenes? Um, yes. I, I do intend on auditioning. Um, as far as background roles go, I'm not too certain about. Okay. And it, it's not that it's not that I don't want to help. Right. But like, I could be like going to college or going to right. or like a job by right. then. True. And, and I really, I really feel like. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, 
And I mean, I know you you did like one of the camera roles um, in uh, Samhain. I believe it was the one when I can't say the character's name, but when one of the characters is dead, you did like a ground shot, and that's like one of the better shots in the film. So like, even if you did some camera operating, that would obviously be all up to everybody, like what we see fit, because obviously you would have to agree to come back as a behind the scenes. We'd have to agree that hey, we need him as a camera operator. We need a camera operator. But I think you would be really great as uh, you know on the camera i mean i mean going back to the other question now that i had more time to think on my answer there um if i had the opportunity to work behind the scenes and like i wasn't really doing anything right and the same thing also goes for my acting audition as well right if i have the opportunity and i'm not doing anything mm-hmm. then yes i would audition for it That'd be awesome. And I know that, like, uh, I, like one thing I'll say is that uh, we actually just invested in new equipment, too. Um, we still have the same, cam- we still have the same camera. Um, we plan on getting a second camera and a better camera, but we don't have that yet. But we got a very good um, stabilizer and tripod. I forget which one it is, which if it's the stabilizer or if it's the tripod. We got both. But one of them is used that we, when we're filming, it's able to film rolling shots that it rolls on the ground and uh, and is able to be filmed. And then it also can, I think it's the, I think it's the stabilizer because it, it holds the camera in place and it and it lets you uh, it lets it do like walking POV shots and like let it does like running and action scenes. But it also allows you to hold it like and and stabilize it and keep it you know still while you're holding the camera like with your hands as well, which is pretty neat. Yeah, and then like I know one thing in Samhain is that you could hear a lot of like screeching, and that's because of the camera itself. It, we use the camera audio for a lot of it because the boom mic operate the boom mic uh, audio. A lot of it got damaged um, because things were really loud, and it, like the audio settings were never you know adjusted properly, which was one of our big mistakes. Um, so you could hear a lot of like little like you know like the like you can hear like the screeching like the scre- like the scratching of the uh, zoom like lens or whatever. Um, so we invested also and we are, I already got this in the mail too. We invested in an external microphone that hooks up right to the camera, so that way we can do the boom mic for um, for shots that you can't really see the character or for voiceovers or for like when we want to do an outside scene but the character is inside but we want to film it from the opposite side of the wall. We can hold the, we can the boom mic you know in between where it can it can pick up the audio perfectly yeah so we got we got we got some pretty something that uh, i managed to figure out um get a, a pop filter okay uh pop filters actually help with uh wind nice yeah that's one thing we can invest in as well yeah, one, and you know the direction the wind is blowing just cover up the mic so it right get yeah, that's a good idea as well. That's one thing that we can look into, and uh, I know that uh, there was something else that we were looking into as well. I can't remember what is off the top of my head, but uh, like we're, we we did invest in we have, we actually have a budget now for our films. We have a budget for Killer Party. Me and Carl worked on that. He spent the weekend at my place. I believe it was not this past week, not this weekend, but like last weekend. So we uh, we uh, came up with a budget for a killer party, which is pretty cool. So we we know what we can't exceed, and you know, in terms of what we want to spend, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, so once uh, so one thing we have is uh, we that we're gonna be doing. We haven't announced it, but we're doing a fan film. We haven't announced it publicly. Um, and I really can't go into details yet about it because we don't want to like really get it out there yet. 
Um, but you are the main star as the killer of that short film. Um, and we start filming it on October 18th. So without spoiling the film, without spoiling the character you're playing or any of the characters in the movie, and without exp- uh, spoiling the plot, are you excited about the short film? And what are you looking forward to the most about it? <laughs> and uh, also very humbled right. to be playing this character. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't really say much about the film. I know that. Yeah. And I'll say this. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And it's going to be a completely new experience. Mm-hmm. And I am. Uh, it's going to be something different. Yeah. Um, but not a bad difference. Right. Man. And I feel like many people might like this different, and many people might not. <laughs> right. It, it depends because we don't own the copyright. We own the the copyright of the script. We don't own the copyright of the character of the killer or the title of the film, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I can't say much more than that, obviously, but uh, we don't own the copyright. Um, but we're able to do it because we're not going to make a profit off of it. It's going straight to YouTube. And, uh, yeah, like uh, we're not like making any profits off of this movie, so, of the short. So it, like, it would really depend on what pe- – like, it's, it can get a lot of good reviews or a lot of bad, but uh, – Either way, it's going to be fun to make. There's a lot of really graphic, gory kills. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and Amanda's going to be directing that. Uh, Carl's director of photography. Your uh, stepdad, Bill, is going to be doing the SFX. Um, I'm also going to... I also screen wrote it, and I'm executive producer. Um, and Carl's also going to be an executive producer on it. Um, Shane, I believe, is producing it as well. So it's, it's going to be... It's got a, a lot of people that, you, that you've seen in sound are going to be in it as well. Um, but there's also a couple of people that aren't in sound that are main stars, which is exciting. Um, so the last question I got for you, uh, so I know you're a big horror movie buff, so, uh, so, uh, which horror flick was the one to get you into the horror genre as a fan? Oh, man, um, Right. When I first moved in with my stepfather. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh... <clears throat> I think the one that I saw that I really liked the most was probably either Halloween right. or uh, Friday the 13th. Nice. Or Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that was also a very big one that got me into this genre. Right. Um, so, I really watched, I, I I wasn't too heavy into it at first. Um, in fact, I was actually really scared of it at first. Right. I'm not going to lie. Because I was, I was super young at the time, and I wasn't really used to seeing stuff like this in somebody's house, you know? Right. And, um, so, it took me a little bit to to really get used to it. Mm-hmm. And nice. I I sat down the one day and I think I think he, Bill was watching 
he was watching something on Chiller. I think it was either The Twilight Zone, okay. Monsters, or Freddy's Nightmares. Okay. If anybody knows that show, you get bonus points. Um, <laughs> but I think it was one of those things that just kind of inched me a little bit forward. Right. And then I watched one of the movies. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It, and I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was one of the three that I just said. Right. So it was Michael, Jason, and Freddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I know a Hollow, a Friday the 13th was the one I first started watching. I believe it was part seven. Um, but Halloween was uh, is my all-time favorite at this point now, especially the original John Carpenter. I've always loved uh, Halloween. Uh, John Carpenter's was amazing. I mean, it's the original. Like, you always yeah. have to respect it, you know? Mm-hmm. But to be completely honest... I know I you're you're a Rob I Zombie fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I, I like Rob Zombie. I knew you would. I, I, I think because it's different. Yeah. Yeah, and I like Rob Zombie's first one because I do like the backstory of Michael Myers. A lot of people hate that. Um, a, a lot of people absolutely hate... I even like the second one. The second one was great, too. Right. I like the first better than the second one. The second, I, I can wa- like, Let's put it this way. I can watch the Friday the 13th reboot. I can watch the two Rob Zombie's Halloweens, but A Nightmare on Elm Street 2010, I cannot stomach that one. Yeah, sorry. I can't. I can't. I can't do it without sorry. Robert England. I just yeah, can't. that's true. I understand where they come from with it, but I can't. Yo, I found out something funny. Yeah? Uh, the guy who played as Freddy in that movie, Yeah. he also played as the terror in the reboot of The Tick. Oh, wow. On Amazon Prime. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I heard he's a nice I, guy, and he, he, did, he did put a good spin on his, his version of Freddy. It's just, it isn't Freddy for me. Just even the makeup. It's not. It's just not Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I agree. Well, I think. And yep. Also the same reason why my stepdad doesn't like it. You know? Yep. Exactly. Well, I thank you, Tyler, for your time. Yep, so before I uh, end this call, um, I do want to do a little promotion. So uh, for those that want to see sound, it is in select theaters, primarily in Schuylkill County. We were supposed to be in a roughly 19 theaters, um, and I think like 16 of them were going to be in Pennsylvania. But because of COVID, unfortunately, we are in two theaters and five days. So we got very we got the shit end of the stick, but uh, but I want to let everybody know that uh, we are going to be at the Majestic Theater in Pottsville on October sixteenth and seventeenth, as well as the thirtieth and thirty first. Um, some of the cast and crew will be at uh, oh there will be cast and crew at every event. I will be at the one on the sixteenth. Tyler will be on the one at the seventeenth. Um, also on the sixteenth, I will be selling T-shirts um, after the movie ends for those that want to. Uh, for those that want to, uh, you know, purchase anything, uh, they are able to do that, and if they're able to make it, we'll also be so far at the Hazelton uh, uh, Cinema Draft House in Hazelton on uh, October nineteenth. That one may not happen yet, so stay tuned to our Facebook fan page. I'll give you that in a little bit um, because of them having a restaurant in the theater. It, it would cost them more to run the place with half with fifty percent than it would to be open and and show movies. 
Um, so they wouldn't really be making anything. They'd be losing in the end. So uh, stay tuned. We might not be able to appear there. Um, we will also be um, this Saturday, September 26th. We will be um, at the uh, – I forget where it's located. Stay tuned to our Facebook fan page. I believe it's at, it's, it's um, on Fireman's Road, though. It's uh, in Frackville, Pennsylvania. It is for a fall festival, and we will be doing a uh, – we will be uh, vendors there, and uh, we're going to be selling DVDs. Yes, you heard it right. We will be selling DVDs, $10 each, of Samhain, um, the movie on Disc 1, and Disc 2 will be all the special features. Um, and it's about maybe 146 minutes total content. Um, so uh, we'll be selling that for $10 as well as T-shirts. And uh, we'll be at Creature Feature, and that will be uh, on October 17th. And we'll be selling, again, DVDs and T-shirts as well there. Um, and that'll be, like I said, October 17th. Um, tune into our Facebook. Give us a like on www.facebook.com slash gravestonefilms. Um, you'll be able to see all the dates, times, and which cast and crew will be appearing at each of the events. Um, and we hope to see everybody there. Um, also, we will be on Amazon Prime come October uh, 23rd is the or is the current plan. I'm just waiting for our captions to get done. We uh, outsourced those to somebody else because I got sick of doing them because they kept getting rejected by Amazon. Um, and DVDs will also be available on Amazon. You can purchase them on there, and that will also be um, at, on uh, October 23rd. So you can get Samhain. Literally, you can watch it in time and during spooky season for Halloween. So, uh, again, thank you, Tyler, for your time. Do you have anything to add? Um, uh, not really. Awesome. Uh, I, know, I know things are kind of crazy right now. But yeah, it really is. Don't lose the faith, man. Exactly. Uh, we'll all get it through it together. Just be nice to everybody. It's not that hard to be nice to somebody. Just, you know, yeah, show, like show you. Just, yep. just be kind to one another. You exactly. Know? Exactly. It's not that hard to get along with everybody. And uh, I mean, I never saw the point of being racist, homophobic, sexist, ageist, um, or, you know, loving your fellow brother and sister and neighbor. Like, it's really not that hard. Like, everybody is just human. Just treat everybody equal. and We'll get through this pandemic together. And, uh, you know, if you can't go to the theater, we completely understand because, uh, first of all, you, a lot of people that listen to this probably don't live in Schuylkill County. But uh, if you, uh, yeah, but uh, you can get the DVD, like, if you want to social distance and want to be safe. We understand we're not going to hold anything against anybody. Um, there's a lot of people that wanted to come to the premiere. They couldn't come to the premiere because of the pandemic. We were not mad. We completely understood. Um, it, like, we really did. Like, we, there's no hard feelings at all. We just want you to be safe. Um, even if, like, I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy, I could survive this pandemic. My dad is battling stage four brain cancer, might not be able to survive it if I were to get something and end up giving it to him. So we get if, you know, some, if you're afraid of it all and you want to social distance and be, you know, if you can't do it because you have a loved one that's sick and you don't want to risk it. We understand. Just be safe, be healthy, and be happy, and treat everybody with respect, love, and care. And uh, again, Tyler, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. Of course, man. All right. You have a good rest of your day. You too. All right, bye. Be kind and safe, everybody. Yep, sounds good. Bye, bud. Bye. Bye.